Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of Battle Red Radio. It is a Thursday quick hits edition. And as always, this is Corey DLG. And with me as usual is producer Nico. That's me. Hey, look at that. He's here with us in person via audio. Nobody's in your car with you. It's just it's just you. Yeah, don't panic. Or panic. I mean, it could go either way. I don't know. Check your back for seat. That's, that's a good rule. Do you think for now? Yeah. As in you're going to start visiting people's cars later? Or they're picking up their friends. You never know. That's fair. They could have plans. You're right. No, you're right. I didn't think about that. They could have plans. Um... God, we're a mess. We are a train wreck. All right, before we get into anything, let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene. Custom geek parties. Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle. Are you in yet? Um... All right, so we're doing a quick hits Thursday edition. What we want to do is we want to look over the AFC South because that's the important thing. If the Texans, whoever wins the AFC South is in the playoffs no matter what. There are this year three wildcard teams that get in. Um, but the most likely path for any AFC South team is not going to be the wildcard. It's going to be winning the division. Um, and right now we're tied for first place with the Indianapolis Colts, who I don't know if you guys know this, we tied with them last week in week one. Epic gaming. Yeah. Could have could have been news. Could have been news. Some people didn't pay attention week one. They were doing stuff. Uh they were at the farmers market all weekend. They missed out. There it is. <laughs> Very uncommon. I like I can't even remember the last time. Like I think the Browns had like a tie like four years ago. It was like the last time I remember. Uh there's every year there's a tie. One team will tie every year. That's just kind of the rule of the NFL. Um, my the one that always sticks in my head is Donovan McNabb got roasted by the media because the Philadelphia Eagles got the tie one year playing. It might have been like Philly, Minnesota or Philly, Pittsburgh or something like that. And they get this tie, and at the over and at the at the in overtime. Oh, no, 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 no. I think. Yeah, I don't remember how it ended. It might have ended in a tie. No, it must have ended in a win or a loss because the quote from Donovan McNabb that got him in trouble was at the press conference. He said he didn't realize the game could even end in a tie. Like they're talking to him about it and they asked him some questions about. uh, Even though the time was running low, he thought they were going to punt it and try and get the ball back, and instead they go for it on, like, a fourth down. And they're talking about it at the press conference. Donovan McNabb always would give these really honest answers. And he was like, yeah, I kind of thought we were going to punt it, but then we went for it anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
it's it, and he said, I was asking about all the sidelines, and I didn't even know the game could end in a tie. And, like, the people just jumped all over him for it. And it is a little weird because you don't – even though it does happen every year, there there are there inevitably are players who are like, what, we can end in a tie here? What's going on? How do we do that? Yeah, and you have to pay overtime for, what, 10 whole minutes? Well, yeah, because it's not even a full quarter. That's the other weird part. And you each, each team gets two timeouts just for the 10 minutes. It, there's a lot of interesting rules for sure. And then all replays are done in the booth. Because yeah, it matters now. Well, you, you have challenges throughout the rest of the game. That's uh, there's some, of the, some of these rule changes I don't like. Like I would let the team still have a challenge or two. And then when there's only two minutes left in the overtime, then the challenges would come from the booth. I would maybe give them only one timeout. I don't know. I don't know why they need two, but yeah, it seems like a lot, especially because it's ten minutes, and that basically means like two, like a drive and a half from each team. Yeah. So you're basically giving a team if they were to go downfield on like one big play, the ability to call a timeout, run downfield, pick which side they want to kick it from, use the second timeout and send the field goal team out. But maybe that's what they want. And so the teams don't, end, games don't end in a tie. I don't know. I don't know. They're doing everything in their power to make sure it doesn't end in a tie and it still ends in a tie. It, it still does. That's the Texans going out of their way to just ruin everyone's Sunday. That was really the only way they could make everyone mad. Yeah, like they couldn't <laughs> even lose. The Colts fans are mad. They're like, how did we not win? The Texans fans are like, how did we not win? The NFL is like, someone got a tie in week one? The AFC South was like, so no winners? Like, this really made everyone mad. This is the most Texans way to start a season. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm waiting for the 0-17 and 0 season where we have 17 ties in a row. Oh, oh, and 17. You keep saying it wrong. Because I, to me, the ties are in the middle because they're better than losses. They <laughs> they're are worse than, than wins. Losses, but they go F. It goes win, loss, tie. So it would be oh, oh, and 17. And so help me, if we even go oh, oh, and 2, I'm going to drive over to your house and kick you in the crotch when you open the door. That's fair. All right. Okay. I don't uh, propose violence on other people. He's my brother. It's allowed. It's totally, it's totally legit. Um, so I told you guys we were going to look over the division here. That's what we're going to do. Uh, Indianapolis is playing at Jacksonville. Man, Indianapolis is. Are they just? Are they just playing the whole division right here in the beginning? Is that what's going on with them? What? Let me. I'm pretty sure, actually. <laughs> okay, look at this. Let's look at this. Yeah, in the first four weeks. Okay, so they played, we tied, they played Jacksonville this week. The third week they played the Chiefs, but the fourth week they played the Titans. Is that is that all of us? Are we all doing something like that? Is that by design? It might be. No, because we don't, no, I think that's true, actually. I think we have the Broncos, so and then we we'll have. we play the Broncos, yeah, this week. And no, no, not even close. We play the Bears and the Chargers. We play Jacksonville week five, but we don't play the Titans till week seven. Yeah, so it's way more spread out. Colts so, are just like, let's get let's get our rounds early, and then we'll we'll double back, I guess. That's a kind of an interesting thing. So if Indy comes out of this 
like potentially they could go o two and one the first three weeks. That ruined their season. That would be it. Like that would destroy their season. Poor Matt Ryan. He never even had a chance. Well, I'm not not if he ties the first game and loses the next two. I mean, I they kind of you know what this sort of feels like is the NFL was trying to tell Indianapolis like, hey man, this is your division this year. Um, because in theory, you know, there's they should be one and zero right now, right? Like they should have beat us, so they should be the only team with a win in the in the division going into Jacksonville, and then getting Tennessee week four, like potentially by week four they're three and one in the division. But now they're gonna be like zero and a million. <laughs> I mean, okay. So now that they've kind of exposed themselves a little bit, and Jacksonville w- wasn't very good either. So, like, I don't know. Um, Indy is going to Jacksonville. Typically, when you're on the road, the other team gets at least a little bit of a, a little bit of favor there. I'm willing to bet, though, that Indy is the favorite in this game. Let's see. I mean, most likely, I would assume. What do you think? What do you think? I think so, because like, what is like, what does what, they don't have anything there? Okay, the Jaguars so, very not good. According to the Pick Center spread from Sports Center from ESPN, the Colts are four point favorites. Again, they give you three points for the field goal, so they're saying the Colts are basically seven points better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um. I'd probably the predictor yeah. has it at 57 versus 42. Well, that doesn't even add up right. 57.0 against 42.4 with a 0.5% chance for a tie. Yeah. Think about the guy who bet on the tie for the Texans. Uh, if there is somebody who bet on the tie for the Texans, I hate him. They made a million dollars that day. I just, just so we're all clear, guy who bet on the Texans to tie week one, I hate you. He retired yesterday, actually. Well, I mean, he doesn't need my love or hate, but he is getting a lot of my hate. How about That's that? That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm going to take Indy here, but it's going to be ugly, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, both of these teams aren't that good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's Indy, like, 21-20. Like, I think Jacksonville still covers. Um, well, to be fair, we do hate Vegas. That's apparently our thing now. I don't know. I nailed it last week, so. Yeah, in spite of Vegas. Yeah, that's true. Um, Houston at Denver. So, I already was on Denver radio this week. So, my pick is now public. Uh, so, I'll go ahead and say it. I picked I picked Denver to win 21-17. However, I did give the caveat that Denver is a mess right now. And that was actually something that the Denver host agreed with me on. And I basically said if they don't clean up those things that they did wrong week one, then this is a game the Texans can steal. And he was like, no, I totally agree. So I do think the Broncos will win 21-17, which also means, again, I'm taking the Texans at the points. They are a 10-point underdog going on the road to Denver. Man, now, 10 they, points is a, they hate a lot. Us. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a ton. Um, they say it's a 78% likelihood that the Broncos beat us. 
we have a 21.8% chance to win. Man, they're, they're just spitting in our faces, man. Vegas really does hate us. Yeah, I would I would say that I would take that bet. I would go I would I would bet on the Texans there. Um I think we're going to play it close. Yeah, especially cuz there's no way that like there's like yeah, we're maybe we're not as good as the Broncos, but I don't think they're 10 points better than us. Well, and to be clear, like okay, so they have Russell Wilson, but they had a lot of things go wrong on Monday Night Football. They that was a game Russell Wilson desperately wanted to win to show up and beat Seattle. And Seattle wanted to beat Denver too. Make no mistake. They both both guys, though, wanted to one-up the other guy there. But Denver had six delay of game penalties where they just got play calls in way late. Like, they lined up with less than eight seconds left before they even started moving people around on the line. I mean, they're breaking their huddles at, like, ten seconds. Like, it's not good. Um, let's see. Uh, they didn't throw to a wide receiver until, the, like, middle of the second quarter. Uh and then that ending, at the end of that Monday Night Football game, for anyone who missed it, fourth and five, they have three timeouts, 45 seconds on the clock. They're 63 yards out if they kick a field goal. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Shannon Sharp are all watching on the Manning cast. They all are screaming, why aren't they taking a timeout? Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are very confused about what's going on. They run the clock all the way down to 20 seconds. They take the timeout and send McManus, the kicker out there, to kick a 63-yard field goal, which would have had the distance, but he missed it left. Oh, my God. And that was to win or lose, so they lost uh, 17-16. Nice. You love to see it. Uh, I mean, someone does. By the way, the Colts fired their kicker. Well... (laughs) Uh, they fired him, I guess, Tuesday. We forgot to talk about it yesterday, but they fired him. Uh, he had two kickoffs that landed out of bounds during the Texans game, which are uh, personal foul penalties. Put the ball in the 40. Um, and then, obviously, the missed field goal. So they said, uh, pack it up, you're retired. He had a terrible game, and only only a kicker can have a game, one game, so bad that they fire you. Yeah, because you're just gonna get higher for the rest of your life. Well, they rotate like they he'll show up on he'll be on another team before the end of the year because oh, everything yeah. does this to their kickers. Right? Yeah, no doubt. But like to the to the Colts, he's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like, and then Never Tennessee, again. Tennessee's gonna be at Buffalo. I do think Tennessee loses that game. I don't think it's close. I think Buffalo is really really good. Like thirteen wins, good. Uh. That means Tennessee is going to be 0-2. I was going to say, didn't they lose? They did. That means they lost to the Giants, surprisingly. Oh, man. Uh, that means Houston. I... <sighs> I, I think we can win this game. I need to see what Denver actually comes out and does. If Denver is as bad as last week, I think we can win this game. If Denver comes out and has fixed all their mistakes, then then I don't know that we have a chance. But I don't know that they're going to fix their mistakes. Just like I'm saying, I don't know that Davis Mills is going to learn how to throw to open receivers. I don't know that Denver can figure out how to get play calls in faster in just one week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's going to take a few weeks of them going, what are we doing before they actually get that right? Um, 
So let's say we lose. Let's say the Texans lose. I, I, I don't like to do that, but let's say it. Um, and then Indianapolis, I do think they beat Jacksonville. I think they go into Jacksonville and wins. So Indy will be 1-0-1. Jacksonville will be 0-2. Tennessee will be 0-2. And we'll be 0-1-1. So we'll, we'll be in second place in the division without a win. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> it's a mess, man. That's, that's, um, that's my favorite thing. Just technicalities that lead to like just the worst numbers ever. It's, it's, love it. So Wednesday, Davis Mills was available to the press, and uh, and he he did some talking. And they were like, "What happened?" Uh, well, they, they asked him like what he could do better, and he mentioned some stuff from the Seattle game specifically. Which makes sense, and he would have watched that game because obviously we're playing Denver, so he wants to know what they're doing. But he talked about how Geno Smith really moved around in the pocket, stepped up in the pocket in Boston time. That is something that he didn't do at all against Indianapolis. He kept dropping back as the pass plays were happening. He didn't really step into the pocket, which helps a lot. It does help a lot. Um, Sometimes stepping into the pocket and being able to deliver, instead of moving backwards as you pass, it will increase accuracy on those outside throws. So I was happy to hear him say that. But then he also said something that kind of made me a little uncomfortable, which was maybe use my feet more to to help the offense out. Talking about like when nobody's open, running with the ball a little bit. I don't know. I need to see how that looks before I get excited about that. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like if we, I don't know, dog. Our, our rushing game is so, so great. Uh, well, we get at least two yards down. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, if he looks if he looks like a gazelle down the field, okay, great. He's graceful and he can move, fine. But Eli Manning was like so – for an elite athlete, was so uncoordinated that one time when he was running his rookie season, he broke off a run and he couldn't – you could see in his head he was having a brain fart about how to slide while holding the football because in college you could just take a knee and the NFL you slide. When he went to slide, he fumbled the ball. Yeah. Because like he couldn't work out what to he couldn't work the mechanics out of what to do with everything. Um so like it was kind of embarrassing. It was like not a good look, man. Not a good look. Um so I mean I don't know. It depends on who we get when he if he runs out there looking like Eli Manning, not good. If it looks closer to Geno Smith, I mean, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Okay, everybody, let me tell you all about the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More Adventure Stadium. That's right. We already know about the great and wonderful comics and and trading card store they have on the first floor. They also now have on the second floor a sports memorabilia store and sports trading cards. It's awesome. Get up there to the stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130, the second floor above the, the original Adventure Begins, and the Marcel Town Center. Make sure to check them out. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Stadium. All that being said, it, it was a week one is in the books. It's gone uh, like a Colts kicker. Um, and now we move on to week two where hopefully, hopefully, things can be a little bit different. I, I do think this, this game in Denver is one that we can win. Uh, I know we're really going to get into it a lot more tomorrow and also do a breakdown around the league. But I just I want to. Hmm, hmm. It's going to be a close, ugly game. If it's if we win, it's because it's a close, ugly game. 
And that's what we're here for, baby. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this awesome Quick Hits edition of Battle Red Radio. I'm Corey DLG. With me, as always, is producer Nico. We will be back tomorrow with uh, with the whole crew, Emmy winner Colton, myself, and Nico. And uh, he mentioned possibly a special guest interview. We'll talk about that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>